the, the drive for creating art needs to come from inside. You can't get that externally. You're listening to Art Heroes Podcast, the show to help you thrive as a digital artist. Tune in to learn how to transform your passion into a career. Get inspired by other kick-ass 2D and 3D artists and find out what it takes to be an art hero. Christian, welcome to Art Heroes Podcast and thank you for coming. It's a pleasure to have you and thank you guys for tuning in um, and welcome to this week's episode. Hi, Christian. Hi, Maria. How's it going? Yeah, it's going really well and really excited to have you. A little bit of a backstory. Uh, we've been stalking you for a while at ArtStation, um, myself and my team. And, uh, um, and I was like, okay, it's time to reach out because we really want to talk a little bit about, a little bit more in depth about hard surface and architecture. And let's see, <laughs> let's see if Christian will be up for a chat. <laughs> and, yeah, no, happy. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, okay, come in. I'm like, amazing. That's great. <laughs> Easy, so, yeah. easy for me. Easy, perfect. So uh, you're currently in Seattle? Yeah, I'm currently here in Seattle uh, awesome. in the United States. It's uh, gloomy out tonight. Yeah. Awesome. I've got a few questions prepared for you. Um, I actually wanted to maybe start with your story. Uh, can you share what was like, you know, like the, the, the key basic milestones of your journey and how you got into it? Um, like, you know, what's, what, was, what was before you do currently and yeah just like you know a little bit of an intro all right well getting into art I would probably say that I, I mean I started super young uh, like most artists uh, I mean I started uh, when I was a toddler I, uh, I started working with Legos and working with clay and like any type of sculpting was was kind of my thing um, you know, but uh, as far as professionally and kind of what threw me there uh, I, started again pretty early in middle school. I had a friend of mine uh, that uh, mentioned that he, that he wanted to be a 3D animator and work for Pixar. And at the time, I had just, I had just immigrated into the United States. And uh, I didn't really, really have those ideas in my head that you could do art as a living, as a career. Uh, my mother kind of wanted to push me into architecture and, and um, and I thought, well, okay, well, maybe I can do this uh, through the art thing because I, I found the Pixar movies very inspiring. It was one of the first movies I watched when I moved to the States, uh, Toy Story. And yes. um, yeah, no, I was, I was uh, kind of blown away by just all the, the beauty of that film. And uh, sure enough, I went ahead and started uh, studying 3D, 3D Studio Max on my off time. Uh, and uh, there was one class in high school that uh, was mostly vocational and kind of mm -hmm. focused on uh, on architecture, which was perfect. My mother wanted me to do architecture. So uh, I was like, okay, well, this class happens to have 3D Studio Max and they'll teach me Max. So I was like, okay, well, I went in there. Unfortunately, the instructors didn't really know how to use 3D Studio Max. So it was <laughs> part of the curriculum, but it was, uh, this was a some time ago, like 1999, 2000, early in, uh, in uh, kind of 3D, 3D space. Um, and yeah, no, I basically picked up a book and started learning Max uh, back then. And uh, as I went along, I, I studied both architecture and, and uh, 3D uh, animation, I guess is what they used to yeah. and, and luckily, my university had a program called uh, Virtual Technology and Design, where 
Uh, we bit, we did both. Yeah, uh, some sort of design uh, influence, whether it's uh, art or architecture, uh, and then some sort of uh, of three D involvement in there. And so I was able to follow both paths of architecture and three D, kind of all throughout my educational career. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of how I got got into it. Wow. So basically, you actually you're one of the rare kinds that. Uh studied 3D somehow in the university as a part of an academic <laughs> program. Yeah, that's rare, right? That's super rare. Like, I'm like, I'm trying to think if I know anyone else is like, well, who did anything beyond a YouTube tutorial? You, you know, at, at the time, there just was no YouTube tutorials, you know? Exactly. Uh, yeah, how uh, crazy. Yeah, we had these tutorials that people would covet, uh, like uh, from the Nomon tutorials that people had DVDs and they would like, you know, we'd be already, yes, yeah, that was it. Cool. So, um, and uh, since this is so rare, let's tap into it for like, for a quick sec. So yeah. how hard was that? to get a job after a formal degree back in the day or like a gig I don't know uh, what was it for you like what was your first gig basically you know my first gig was uh doing renderings and illustrations right. uh for this company called uh, building god's way in uh in Coeur d'Alene Idaho Uh, and so I was doing illustrations and renderings of uh, Christian schools and churches that they were building. Um, and I got that job through the university. So that was kind of my first exposure through it was a job board at the, at the University of Idaho. Um, and yeah, sure enough, I, I went out there for a, an internship during the, uh, uh, during, the, um, during the summer. And it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed doing what I was doing. And it kind of followed through with like, again, 3D and architecture and it all kind of fit right in. Um, I, I will say that it wasn't, it was, it was pure chance that I got lucky and ended up doing that because um, ultimately I wanted to go to some fancy uh, art school that had been marketed to me when I was in high school. Uh, I, I, won't, I won't name it, but there, it's Fine. well known to be a bad art school to go to. Nowadays, uh, they are quite defunct. But at the time, uh, you know, looking at all their flashy marketing, I was very excited to go and, and learn there. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's very rare to go into a, into a university program and then come out um, employable. Uh, yes. and, and I mean, if, if I was to talk to somebody right now and give them advice on, on whether or not to go to the university, uh, I, I would say it depends on what their goals are. You know, right. uh, like if they if they want an experience uh, that's that's uh, more academic and more um, well-rounded, then yeah. yes, maybe. But like ultimately, the the drive for creating art needs to come from inside. You can't get that externally. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so most people that went uh, through my program did not get jobs uh, working uh, in either industry or uh, otherwise in art, uh, which. Uh, you know, everybody has a different path. Yeah, which is kinda... a little bit of a bummer when you invest in your university degree and have certain expectations about that. You got it. Yeah, it's very, very common. So I, ideally, I usually say, don't worry about university, worry about your art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So did you stay working for the same company um, after, after uh, the graduation, after the internship, I mean? Actually, after that internship, I was uh, 
uh, like really excited to be doing more of that because at the time it was very difficult to do uh, architectural renderings. Like everything had to be from scratch and the rendering engines were somewhat complex. Uh, V-Ray was just becoming popular uh, and uh, people were starting to use that. Um, and uh, luckily for me, I, I found another job posting on, uh, it's a, a popular website for architectural visualization people called CG Architects. Yeah. Uh, an, ar an architect had posted uh, a job ad there uh, down in Idaho still in Boise, and they wanted an, an illustrator to work with them. Uh, and so I went down there fully prepared and I was like, okay, I'm going to be your illustrator. Um, and uh, uh, sure enough, they told me, hey, you haven't graduated school yet. You should probably finish school, but we'll hire you freelance. And I was like, okay, what's freelance? Does that mean I still <laughs> get money? Because uh, at the time I really kind of needed it. And uh, yeah, they were like, yeah, well, we'll just pay you per project uh, and we'll send it up to you, uh, do it remotely. And so, yeah, I mean, this was back in 2004 uh, that I was doing um, the renderings for these people. And these were kind of uh, uh, more, um, what I would say, artistic. Yeah. They, they, they were really, really fun doing architectural uh -huh. renderings for, uh, for this company, uh, mostly log cabins and the like. And, and I did that all throughout college. And that gave me the ability to build up a solid portfolio so that when I did graduate from the, from the university, I was able to, um, to have something to show um, because most of the university uh, um, kind of curriculum was, um, it was very abstract and focused on learning the tools and learning uh, how to design right. and, and yeah, less okay. on like more of a practice. providing you. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. And that's it's hard to show an employer, hey, I could do you the job, check out all the practice I've done. You know, they kind of yeah, want to yeah, see. Yeah completed pieces of work yeah like yeah. portfolio where you are the sole preparator well that's really interesting that's really interesting so like how did the world look like for you i don't know if you remember like uh how did you choose in between architecture and 3d and you know like um how did you eventually end up on the 3d end of it not architecture end of it and ah. yeah well i mean if i'm honest i've been wanting to like I, I wanted to be a Pixar animator, like my friend. Yeah. Um, okay. Finally. Uh, yeah. So, that, that was it. That, so that, that's what I wanted to do. Work from you know from three D visual visualization to the yeah to that dream part. Well, I mean, I I just kind of kept pursuing three uh, D art on the side, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, when I graduated college, I had a portfolio of all this architecture work. Um, yeah. and, and I had no portfolio of any like entertainment or any type of uh, hard surface design or anything like that. I mean, at the time, hard surface design wasn't really even a thing. It was, uh, there was two, yep. there was two brands of, uh, of three D artists. There was, uh, you're either an environmental artist or you're, you're, you're a character artist. Those were kind of the two things people did. Yep. Um, and so I thought, well, I'm going to do animation. Uh, but right now, I mean, there are no jobs anywhere that I can apply to, but there is one job in New York City that's doing architecture. And I mean, I'm done, I'm graduated. I have nowhere to go uh, at the time. I was kind of estranged from my family. So I was, uh, yeah, kind of by myself. And there was one opportunity in New York. And so I, I said, okay, I'll put my dream of 3D art and all that on hold. I'll focus on, on architecture. And sure enough, I mean, the, uh, the art itself of, uh, at the time, was really pretty cutting edge, which is funny to think about. But uh, uh, yeah, the, uh, the 3D art 
of Archviz was super fun. And I went off to New York and did it out there for a long time. Um, but, uh, but yeah, kind of how I got stuck from there to here. I mean, I mean, I stayed in architecture for a solid 13, 14 years wow. uh, doing renderings been, and illustrations. I've been, yeah. I've been trying to say that from the very beginning, but like, uh, yeah, like, I can't hold it anymore. You definitely look way younger. <laughs> ah, yeah. Yeah. I got, I got, I got really lucky. Yeah. My, uh, uh, people think I'm in my twenties, but no, I'm in my, I'm in my mid thirties. Yeah. God. Okay. Yeah. I, I, was getting, I was getting really confused now, you know, it's like error 404 type of situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, that happens. When you threw in again, like this, like, oh, like 12, 13 years. All right, fine. <laughs> Should probably yeah, well, you know, like, share a few tips for other artists, how to be good at your job. <laughs> skin wow. tips, yeah, you wow. know, stay out of the sun forever. You know, oh li live in live in Seattle, never see the sun again, and your your skin's gonna look amazing. Yeah, <laughs> amazing! Wow. Okay, so architecture, so many years. Uh, I'm like, I'm yeah, yeah, four oh fouring, and then and then like, uh, uh, how did you make a jump to hard surface? Um, well, you know, that was kind of the big shock. Uh, I guess last year with the coronavirus, um, you know. The entire time that I was working with my career, I kind of wanted to do this other thing, you yeah. know, whether that was um, whether that was animation or whether it was uh, some sort of a job in the in the game industry or 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 design or just something that wasn't architecture. And nothing wrong with architecture; it's just art no, was, yeah. was was a big passion of mine for a while, and I did it. And I kind of I I I, I don't want to say I maxed out to the extent that I could have, but I feel like it was enough for me. I did enough. I worked on enough things. Um, and I, I was a little bit bored with it. So I felt like I'm putting in a lot of work at the office and then also putting in a lot of time outside of the office to try to kind of fulfill my artistic needs. Um, because if you don't have that need, man, uh, I mean, every artist has, has a need to create, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and yeah, so I, that's what I was doing and it was just too much time. And, uh, luckily for me, uh, last, uh, last year I was laid off from my job during the coronavirus, uh, which was kind of a shocker because I was with the same company for, um, a little over a decade, well, maybe under a decade, almost 10 years. Yeah. Okay. Um, Still. and, uh, and so I, I thought, well, man, these guys love me. You know, I've been working with them for forever and, you know, always high marks and all that. And then they were like, well, uh, coronavirus, you are the first to go, my friend. Uh, and I was, uh, I was thinking, well, this is kind of a, a shocking situation, but uh, I mean, I lived through, uh, professionally speaking, I lived through the 2008, uh, kind of financial crisis back then. And, uh, and during that, I mean, I, that was also a big shock to, uh, to kind of my career and, uh, everybody was experiencing layoffs and lack of, uh, lack of employment and lack of work. And so it felt very similar. And so I thought, well, what is it that I've wanted to do? And, uh, I mean, I had tried animation, uh, dabbled into it and, uh, spent a few months studying it and decided, well, you know, it doesn't really make me happier than architecture. It's about the same for me. Uh, and then I started, uh, thinking, well, what is it that I really like and enjoy? And I've always enjoyed mechanical things and, uh, whether it's, cars or spaceships or uh weapons was a big one uh uh anything that was uh that was mechanical in nature i i i, I was drawn to and uh, so i loved uh I, I loved that and i thought well i have no job 
and I have time, uh, what am I going to do? And so I decided, well, I'm going to pursue this job, this hard surface. It's been inspiring me for a long time. And, uh, and so, yeah, for the last, uh, year, year and a half, I, I pretty much just spent, uh, working on hard surface art on my, on my spare time. Luckily for me, I had a bunch of, uh, of funding, uh, that I had saved up, uh, that was able to kind of, um, you know, kind of help yeah, me yeah, with yeah. that. Wow. Yeah. How crazy, how crazy. So yeah. this is the question that's been bugging me also, uh, yeah. I- there is a bunch of artists that are listening to us that uh, have, uh, you know, like uh, uh, some type of architectural background just because the, you know, like the 3D visualization is such a large uh, field. Um, like what skills do you find transferable? Like basically uh, from, what, going, what are, going like, from what, archviz yeah. to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, to, from architecture to, to hard surface and uh, just in general from, from like, from one field to like more creative, I don't know, like mm. in terms of tools, in terms of like how you work, what do you think helped you to, to, to well, you know, faster? Yeah, no, I, I, I think that, I, I think there's definitely some things there that, that, uh, that kind of transfer and that go over. Uh, and, but it really depends on what kind of artist you are working in ArchViz. Uh, like if you are only taking models that architects give you and lighting them and rendering them, uh, there is something to be said about tuning your eye to kind of getting good results and knowing what a good result is and having a good eye that's trained for it. But ultimately, ultimately, if you, well, I mean, the rendering engines are so talented now, they're so powerful that a lot of that work is kind of somewhat automatically done for you. Like there's mm-hmm. less thinking about like, what does something look like and comparing it to reference and back and forth. Uh, so you are, it really does depend on what kind of artist you are, uh, right. regardless of what the medium you're trans- you're transitioning from. So whether you're transitioning from, uh, you know, traditional art to uh, through the art, or whether you're transitioning from architecture to uh, to what I'm doing now, which is hard surface, um, uh, the skills that you have originally will transfer over, but those skills really vary uh, because not every you know, Archivist guy is the same. Not every uh, hard surface yeah. artist is the same. But I would say if you are taking the time to really understand design, uh, if you're taking the time to, um, yeah, again, design, like yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. one of the big ones. Um, and then learning, learning the 3D software. I mean, any, I, I, pretty much every uh, either game company or film company, you're going to be using 3D software. And it's the uh, same thing with ArchViz. If you're using 3D Studio Max or uh, Maya or whatever you're using in it, that will transfer over. So some of those skills are transferable. But the most important thing is, you know, are you uh, like, say, for instance, if you're in architecture, did you study, well, how are things designed in architecture? Because then that would transfer over very well for like an environmental artist. Uh, right. You know, yeah, how, definitely. You know, things like scale, you know, how, how big are things, how things are placed, proportions, things like that matter a lot. Um, and you get that from, um, from any type of, uh, um, what I would say design related uh, art. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Know. So how did you approach learning almost a new uh, pathway, almost a new career? Because you already had like all this experience yeah. and I can only imagine that it's not easy starting from scratch uh, because you really like, uh, it's, it, it, like, I imagine that was a little bit of a taking a step back and just like, okay, I'm gonna put on my learning shoes 
So what was it like? Where did you go? Well, you know, I for hard surface specifically. Yeah, no, for hard surface specifically, I would probably say that the big the big thing is who are your inspirations and and looking at their artwork, uh, and looking at what they are doing and how they are doing it, uh, finding what their techniques are, finding what, uh, and, and trying to replicate what their techniques are and what their what their vision is. And as soon as you can kind of replicate their vision, uh, and kind of get close to what they're doing. Um, then you can start branching off and, and trying to express yourself as an artist because you can't just, uh, yeah, you can't just uh, kind of start off and being like, oh, I'm going to be something. You kind of have to copy first and then you transition on to be yourself. And mind you, I'm not saying copy, copy people's artwork, but copy people, people's styles, people's techniques, people's uh, uh, methods. Yeah, absolutely. So who are your sources of inspiration or were? Well, like a lot of the 3D artists uh, that, are, that are hard surface that are, I mean, any any hard surface artist is going to say uh, like Mike Hill, Mike Nash. Uh, I mean, those are, those people are kind of God status for us. Um, but you should be gathering inspiration from kind of everywhere that you can. Right. Uh, I mean, for me, uh, another good 3D artist that's hard surface, Alex Seneschal. He's, uh, he's pretty amazing. And he has a lot of uh, free content on YouTube that people can look at. Uh, that's very design heavy, uh, and which is rare. It's rare to have people actually teaching design. A lot of, because I went through a design program uh, at the university and uh, a lot of what was taught to me there was more um, experiential. Like how, what, how, how does this make, how, does, how it makes you feel, you know, uh, a little bit of color theory, but really, uh -huh as far as proportions and what proportions are good, what proportions are bad, how uh, are you shaping things uh, so that the angles work properly, so you have a good flow with your designs, things like that are, they're, they're hard to, to teach, but uh, I, I would recommend Alex's uh, uh, tutorials uh, that are on YouTube. Like that, I, that is a gold mine. So wow. I, I would probably say. How yeah. long did it take you to reskill and uh... Um, and become, let's call it employable within, you know, the ah. new profile. <laughs> uh, I, it took me about a year uh, to, to do that. Wow. Yeah. So like full sabbatical. But, yeah, yeah. No, I, I pretty much just stopped everything that I was doing. Uh, I, uh, and, and I just fully focused on, on art. Whoa. You know, and that was it. Uh, but it was, it was, a, it was a hard year. I, I probably put in a solid, uh, I don't know, on average 80 hours a week uh, on, a, on like hard weeks. It was like, you know, hundred plus. Uh, so late nights, uh, a lot of neurosis and a lot of like, uh, you know, focus and this has to happen. You know, I have to make, make, make it work, make it work. Uh, and so it was just funny because I look back and I'm like, I didn't produce that much, but I put in so much. It's more about the time that they, uh, uh, that they spend learning and they spend kind of reskilling. Uh, and then hopefully they'll, they'll get portfolio pieces that they can show their employers that, yeah, that, you know, I can do this. Can you give me a little bit of an overview what you were trying to achieve with your portfolio for hard surface in terms of like yeah. diversity or specific pieces? Like kind of a, I'm sure you already had like a vision of what will work and apparently it worked, you know, like it worked for it you. Like, yeah, it definitely <laughs> did. So, and since that happened quite recently, I'm sure that some people can use that as an inspiration. 
So what was your idea of your like, you know, uh, portfolio that will work for you? You know, well, I was very, uh, I don't want to say calculated, but I was very uh, uh, purposeful about how I, how I uh, pushed things forward. I basically looked at artists that were working at places that I wanted to work at. Uh, and I saw what their portfolio was before they got the job at these places. And so I, I, I scoured through websites uh, of the places that, uh, that uh, I was interested in. And a lot, a lot of these uh, game companies will offer, um, you know, kind of uh, forums and, and different things where you can kind of start digging in and, and uh, starting to know, well, okay, what are these people doing? Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I, I looked at what they were doing and then I, uh, I tried to emulate that. And I said, well, if, if they got a job with this particular portfolio, if I get somewhere around that, that vicinity, then I should be at least somewhat hireable. Yeah, that was my goal. I so. love that. And uh, uh, how did you judge uh, your own work? Did you use your own eyes? Did you have somebody helping you? Like, you know, yeah, you can't, you can't self-judge. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, a community is huge. You know, you have to find a community of, of, of artists that's going uh, to give you proper critique, you know, because you can, you can, like really good artists can self-critique and can look at their work and be like, well, you know, how, how do I adjust this until it's, you know, just so. But um, I would say until you're kind of to that level, it's really important to have people that can help you uh, to see your mistakes and to see, uh, kind of what you're doing wrong. And so for me, it was a, it was a Discord channel, uh, Alex Seneschal's Discord channel, actually, which has a bunch of uh, 3D hard surface artists and they are all on there constantly just trashing their work, uh, which is perfect. You know, they, they, and they're very, very constructive too. There's some very talented artists in there. Uh, uh, Kane, for instance, is amazing at critiquing and like showing you, you know, kind of where, uh, parts of your models or your, more importantly, less your models, but more your design. Like what, what is it about the design that isn't good? You know? Uh, and, and, and so having that is, is, is the best, you know, because you can have, um, you can have all the time in the world, but if you're just sitting there practicing only what, you know, you're not, you're not progressing. Yeah. I love asking also this question. What do you think uh, in your case specifically for hard surface, what puts apart a good artist and, or let's say a great artist and a mediocre artist? What are design, okay. yeah. <laughs> the, the, has the person spent the time learning the fundamentals of design? Yeah, I mean, that, that makes a big difference because I mean, obviously lighting and pre-textures and like, if you have a lot of competency over the, over the software, uh, you can get a lot from that but really, if the fundamental structure of your design isn't, um, isn't sound and isn't uh, strong, uh, then all the garnish you put on top is just not going to make it, it's not going to make it sing better. I mean, it will, but at the end of the day, you know, if it's better to look odd, kind of, well, yeah, I mean, like uh, the, the eye is really good at, at, at finding things that we like. And luckily for us, uh, the hum humans kind of speak a, uh, a similar like language, a visual language uh, when it comes to what we find attractive and what we don't. Yeah. How interesting. So can you give me an example of like, uh, like fundamentally wrong design? So just, I don't know, let's, let's imagine a, a weapon or I don't know, like sure. a, a vehicle. So what could be wrong with that? 
Uh, well, I would say the main thing I notice is how people are shaping up their proportions. Uh, so proportionality and, and kind of splitting things by primary, secondary, and tertiary shape so that you can quickly pick out kind of what's important and what isn't. Uh, splitting things up, not by, uh, by 50-50%, but like actually taking the time to, uh, to shape your proportions so that they're not exactly even. Uh, so things aren't looking... Um, well, it's important to be able to kind of place visual noise in areas so that people can kind of overlook certain things and rest the eye. But at the same time, when everything is, um, when everything is special, kind of nothing is. Uh, right. So when everything is, is, is like important to look at, then your eye just kind of goes everywhere. So it's having that hierarchy, uh, kind of like in graphic design, where the, the graphic artists, uh, graphic artists, the graphic designers have... Yeah. Uh, hierarchy in their designs. It's the same thing with any type of uh, of uh, uh, mechanical shape you're creating that's visually pleasing, anyways. Because the mechanical design can be very uh, utilitarian. Um, but uh, if you're if you're looking for, I mean, there's a lot of really utilitarian weapons out there that are not attractive and that don't end up in video games, that don't end up in movies because they're just not good looking. And and that's that's fine. But like. Uh, you're ideally trying to make something that's beautiful so that people can resonate with it. Uh, right. And yeah, proportions is the most important thing, if you ask me. Cool. hundred percent. Yeah, definitely agree. Definitely agree. So, and now when, uh, uh, you know, just like taking one step further, like on the job, um, like to the extent you can speak about that, what is the, you know, like what's the typical project for a hard surface artist and how long it takes you to 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 complete it because i mean like obviously personal work mm -hmm. is one thing and uh for all the artists out there for all the you know like uh, uh hard surface guys and girls um like it's portfolio building a portfolio can take you ages but what is it like on the job i've seen two different types of people uh usually there is the 3d designer uh, which is more akin to what a concept artist does uh, and then there is the 3D artist, uh, and, and mind you, I'm I'm talking purely about uh, the gaming industry, so uh, yeah. which is which yeah, is yeah. where I'm at. Um, and so there again, 3D design is one thing, and then 3D art is another thing. And so 3D production art is uh, where I'm at. And so at any given time, I'm giving a, a concept from an artist, and that can be uh, that can be as simple as like a napkin sketch or a an easy design. Uh, all the way to like, oh, here is a ZBrush model that I made. Uh, take it and make it into, you know, something that can be put into the game. Uh, and so that can take, uh, uh, on average, I would say about three, three weeks for a very easy project to uh, a month and a week. So around there for a more complex project. Uh, but mind you, I'm still fairly new at, uh, at my job. So there's a, sure, there's a lot of still, types of projects I haven't done. Yeah, of course. But that's so pretty interesting. You know, like I'm, uh, um, I think uh, you, you can't, you can't ever talk about averages because everyone has very like specific type of like industry and the type of games and uh, you know, like the type of assets we're talking about. So, um, so yeah. Uh, but uh, um, like in your specific case, uh, do you, um, do you do like the full pipeline or like, um, or do you finish at, I don't know, like, uh, let's say texturing? I mean, it just depends on which project I'm working on. 
Oh, okay, fine. I would say. So yeah, it's but, like uh, it varies, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, like this is this is really really exciting. And uh, do you think that uh, uh, you were in, like you entirely prepared yourself for uh, like uh, facing everything that uh, that you are like doing right now, or you still had to do learn like learn a lot on the go? Oh, a lot of learning on the go. Yeah, this job is <laughs> this job's all learning. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, yeah, the, the thing with the portfolio is all you have to do is just show somebody that you can learn and that you can meet a certain standard. Yeah, but uh, you're going to learn a lot on the job because every single company has their own special way of doing things and every single company has their own requirements. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, thank you for saying that. I just, I just know that this is true <laughs> for every specific type of artist. Like it's just like so universally yeah. applicable. Uh, and personally, do you still work on any like personal projects like in your free time? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, I mean, I honestly thought that I would get into, uh, into the gaming industry because I told you at the beginning that I, I was very focused on, well, I have my architecture job, but then also I have my, uh, my, my gaming thing that I kind of want to pursue and that I, it's, it's, it's my side art thing. Uh, and so I thought, well, you know, once I get into the gaming world, then I will kind of combine them and then I will actually have a lot more time on the side. To, uh, to just spend doing my own thing rather than just focused on art all the time. But no, it, it turns out that, you know, now I do my hard surface art at the office and then I get done and I'll go work out and whatever. And then I'll come back and do more hard surface art. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds like very relaxing. Like, <laughs> yeah. like do the job, come back home, do like personal, like do the job. <laughs> do the job as well. <laughs> that's like that's like perfect and what are you learning um like as of you know like next big thing uh the next big thing uh, like personally or professionally uh whatever yeah i was uh like i mean i, I would I just think, say yeah i felt more personally but like personally as of like for you it's the same anyway come on yeah well <laughs> i mean pulling my uh, leg. <laughs> I, i'm pushing really hard on zbrush right now that's that's going to be my thing is uh as far as software and kind of yeah. where i'm where i'm where i'm pushing uh uh, there is a there is an artist in our in our Discord that's uh, particularly talented with ZBrush, and he, he did a good job at convincing me that it's a better tool to use than uh, um, some of the CAD software that we use for for hard surface. Um, and and yeah, so the, uh, ZBrush allows you for some really complex and interesting shapes that, I mean, they they can be made with uh, polygonal software like Blender or or with uh, CAD software like Fusion, but uh, that those two softwares require you to kind of know what you're trying to build before you build it. Whereas ZBrush is a little more free and you can kind of explore and, uh, and be a little more, I don't know, experimental with the shapes that you're creating. And so that's kind of what I'm pushing is, is to try to get, get a good bit of mastery on that so that I can keep up. Wow. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, just to uh, just to make sure that we're on the same page, what's your favorite uh, like tool for hard surface currently? I mean, what's like the main uh, tool you use? Uh, Blender. Uh, okay. Blender is the best. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, it has freed us from Autodesk's tyranny, but uh, uh, Autodesk is still pretty great. You know, I mean, uh, when I say that, I mean that they they do have some pieces of software that they've acquired, which are 
which are really good. I mean, I, I love Fusion 360. I think uh, it's a great piece of software to learn because, uh, uh, yeah, it, it really uh, enhances how you um, how you're building things because it, it wants to create things as if they are going to be built, and uh, and that helps to ground the designs a lot. So Fusion's a good place to start. Blender, I think, is essential, uh, and obviously ZBrush. You know, I think is uh, probably the next thing. Uh, people, people have been doing hard surface with ZBrush for a long time, but I really do feel uh, that, uh, um, that it's, uh, it's, it's, it's kicking up. Like, uh, um, I, cool. I think it's going to keep going and be, become even more essential. Interesting. Especially in design. Yeah. Yeah. No, very interesting because in our community, we've got like a ton of ZBrush artists and uh, um, yeah, I'm really curious to see what, uh, ZBrush can do for hard surface as well. I mean, like I know it can do a lot of things, but uh, but yeah, um, I'll keep yeah. watching. <laughs> well, it's it's mostly seen as character art, right? Exactly, it is character yeah. art. Yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, like I think it's a little bit of a new kind of a you know um, new avatar almost for ZBrush that it also can do like something interesting for hard surface. <laughs> I hope so. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, all the guys exactly. at the office use I'm it. I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm 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 gonna go and explore. All right. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Um, we've got a little tradition here in the podcast. Before I let you go, um, sure. we've got a short questionnaire, and it's ten questions, uh, with where you're allowed to answer with like one sentence, like a few words. I would say a few words. Okay. Ready? Rapid fire. Ready to go. Boom. What's your number one tip for combating distractions when working from home? Leave your phone outside. <laughs> outside your, yeah. Okay. Don't look fine. at your phone. All right. Great. Um, what's your favorite tradition or holiday? Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> really? Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> what do you do? That's not part of a questionnaire. I'm just like really curious. Uh, for, oh, for Cinco de Mayo? Uh, we're, we're hoping to start doing like a, like a big dinner for our friends. That's, uh, that's going to be our, our big thing. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Um, what's your favorite way to get in some exercise? Uh, I like salsa dancing. Oh my God. This is awesome. Um, what's your most used emoji? Uh, eggplant emoji. Which one? Eggplant. Ah, eggplant. It's, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Shoot, it's very, yes. it's, it's very uh, trolly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. It's just, yeah, but pretty, pretty relevant. Yeah, I should say. All right. <laughs> Source of inspiration. Um, all your friends should be your inspiration. Yeah, the, the people you surround yourself with. Uh, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Oh man, that's a really hard question. I know it's uh, not getting easier. <laughs> the I would say you, was just a warm up. <laughs> yeah, you you can do it. <laughs> you can do Boom. it. I think was the big one. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, how do you celebrate little victories? Uh, celebrate little victories with uh, with food, with, with good with good friends, good food. Great. O always dinners. Yes. <laughs> um, if you could see one movie again for the first time, which yeah. one would that be? Forrest Gump. Mm. And what's your backup career? Uh, fighter pilot. Really? Yes. Did you do anything about it? 
No. <laughs> okay. That's, uh, but that sounds like a great backup. <laughs> no, it might be hard for me to get. Yes. No, <laughs> I no. Realize that. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, uh, after I, you know, we've just spoken about one career transition. Like, uh, I wouldn't imagine that that's a, that's another like really hard one. So, <laughs> don't sure. really know how to do that. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. Perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, we're done. And uh, Christian, thank you for sharing the story. I absolutely love the story. Like, I think yeah, it's no, that's so no really problem. inspiring that, uh, um, you know, that it just like takes a lot of effort, but you can do it. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. Uh, uh, everyone out there, yeah, they, they, they can do it. Definitely. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be keep, keep watching that portfolio and uh, hopefully ZBrush pieces uh, will end up there as well so that, you know, <laughs> we could all check it out. I, I, I'm excited. Awesome. Uh, Thank you, Maria. A, yeah, no problem. And we're going to put a link to the show notes if you guys are listening to this in audio format. And uh, if you're watching this in video format, there is uh, a link to Christian's social so that everybody could check him out and uh, see what he's up to. Thanks again, Christian. And uh, would love to chat again in some time to see where you are. Will do. Thanks, All Maria. All right. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Art Heroes Podcast. Check out www.artheroes.co for show notes, more interviews, and free tools made for you by our team of mentors. Tune in next week for more inspiration and keep up the great work, hero.